Grandpapa was standing at the gate, looking out for them. He stood with his hands clasped behind his back, leaning a little forward. He smiled when he saw them, and then began to look anxiously up and down to see if a tram was coming. That was always a difficulty when the tram line went past one's door. Any vehicle delivering luggage had to make haste about it, or else pull two or three times to the other side of the road to let the tram go by. As for delivering furniture, it was a nightmare. Grandpapa would be irritated and indignant when, in the middle of the unloading, the great tram came clanking round the curve, and the man stamped impatiently on his bell. But, as he was, above all, a law-abiding man, part of his irritation would be due to being put in the position of a person distracting the tram's lawful course. Later on, that same summer, small though he was, Dermot could feel perfectly his grandpapa's concern on such an occasion, and keep watch in a fever of anxiety for the yellow and blue front appearing round the trees. But this time all was well. In a sort of dream, Dermot was lifted down, doubling up his legs to avoid the circular iron step of the cab. He felt the tickle of his grandpapa's beard on his cheek, saw the tiny, neat garden with its stock and mignonette, the trim window-boxes, the clean wash of the cottage walls, all in a dream because his mind was fixed on Paddy Monkey and Pucker the Cat, and because, though he did not realize it, he was very tired. Finding himself alone as Grandpapa pressed forward to the others, he walked up the little stone path, climbed the two high steps, and went, blinking, into the dark hall. Before his eyes could accustom themselves to the darkness, it was blocked by a stout, chanting figure, holding wide arms of welcome. Bessie, the cook. Oh, oh, musha, Master Dermot ashore, the grand big size you are, the big boy, and baby Miss Etna. Well, now, well, now, indeed. She hugged him and put him down, pressing forward to the door. Oh, Miss Margaret, ma'am, to see you again. Welcome home, welcome home. Dermot stood by the big grandfather clock, waiting for the tempest of exclamation to die down. His desire to rush through and out to the back of the house, to greet Paddy Monkey and Pucker, had left him. He felt strange and lost in the dark hall. They were all exclaiming round the baby, blocking out the light, blocking up everything. The man could not get by with the luggage. Then, abruptly, the assembly awoke to business. Dermot was bundled into the nursery to be out of the way, and before he could do anything, his nurse Money took him and washed his face and hands. She did it instinctively, as the first of many necessary things to be done. While the sponge was obliterating his face, and the towel scrubbling his limp hands, he could hear the heavy steps of the cabman and the thudding of the boxes. He gave a deep sigh, felt suddenly much better, and smiled up at Money.